Come join the Fantasy Daydreamers on Monday and Wednesday nights as we go live on Twitch at twitch.com slash daydreamermedia. Follow us, follow along with us there. Click that notification bell so that way you guys never miss whenever we go live. Welcome into the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. I am JJ. You guys can follow me on Twitter at JJ Daydreamers. With me today, I have Ryan. What's up, guys? R O K K O. Rocko, Rocko, Daydreamer. You can follow me on Twitter. And Keone is here. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody of all denominations. Oh, it's great to be here in this format and get ready for the Twitter. It's about to get spicy with that check mark, baby. Let's go. Verified, maybe, if I decide to pay for it, but probably not because that seems dumb. But you never know. Uh, at Daydreamer Keone on Twitter. Go ahead and like, follow, subscribe, whatever it's called on whatever platform you are listening to this right now. Tell your friends to listen to the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast because, well, we're giving out great content and having fun while we do it. So Tuesday was the trade deadline. It was actually a really exciting one with a lot of moves, some that were even fantasy relevant, but One big move that I wanted to talk about off the top of this podcast was wide receiver Calvin Ridley being traded to the Jaguars. Now he's suspended for at least this season. He only played in five games in 2021. So obviously this isn't for redraft, but Ridley was a top 25 wide receiver every season he played when he played the full season. So what are your guys' thoughts on Calvin Ridley to the Jaguars for dynasty? I fucking love it. I mean, I, I re- super talented guy. Um, I know he's going to be out for this year, but even Dynasty Redraft, I think he slides in perfectly to number one. What he does is what he, A.J. Brown did for the Eagles. It puts everyone where they need to be. Christian Kirk is now a good number two slot receiver. Say Jones becomes a three when he's an outside receiver. Marvin Jones becomes a four if he's even on the Jags, you know, next year. Who, who cares about that, though? Kevin Ridley... Vertical, route runner, smooth, gets open, open. And that's what, you know, a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who's, you know, sometimes struggling, you know, fitting the ball, just trying to fit the ball in too tight a space. Well, Kevin really is not, it's not going to be too tight. He's going to be wide open. And I, I think this is a perfect upgrade. I know people are kind of bashing it because he can't play this year. Listen, the Jags aren't going to be good this year. This is a big move. And I think this could have a great outcome. This could fair. This can be Tyree Kill to uh, Tua. This could be AJ Brown to um, and to Jalen Hurts. Even Josh Stephon Diggs to Jalen Hurts or Jalen um, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen can make Trevor Lawrence a top ten QB for a long time. So, so here's what's going to happen. All right, <laughs> the Jaguars are going to get sick and tired of living in Florida as much as they like, maybe like Duval. You know, Florida, it's 
it's it's florida let's let's be honest it's florida so what's gonna happen sorry to any of our florida listeners i I apologize to you for having to live in florida um they're gonna you know they're gonna see greener pastures and come to a place that you know is 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 potentially open for for a a new a new team because we were we were uh, jilted by our, our previous team and so come to san diego be the team for San Diego that we can get behind. And most importantly, say a big fuck you to Dean Spanos. Because in the next 10 years, I think the Jaguars are a team that could kind of get back to a place where of relevance. So not, not right away, but within 10 years, that's a possibility. And Calvin Ridley helps that in all the reasons that Ryan talked about putting those right pieces in place for a young team who can get better and has those elements in place to just make that next step. And that involves coming to San Diego. I don't want to burst your bubble, but I don't think they're going to go to San Diego. (laughs) I think they'd go to London. (laughs) Wild. Oh, that'd be interesting to have a team based out of. Oh, well, San one Diego's step, one step away from doing our Super Bowl idea. San Diego's perfect, better, perfect Super Bowl, better than London, anyways. So, whatever. That, yeah, I agree with you guys. I mean, they went out and got Christian Kirk this off season. Found out this guy's not the wide receiver one. Let's go get a wide receiver one. Put Kirk in his rightful slot role. If you, if you didn't have him in Dynasty, what are you offering you'll get him? If if let's say you need a receiver, but you're a year away. Just like the Jags are, you're, you know, like I'm not really contending, mm. but I could, but I could definitely see his piece up in my team out. The problem is, is we haven't seen Calvin Ridley. We're not going to see him all this season. That's one full season. We only saw him in the first five games of last season. Um, that's a long time away from football, so I'm not giving up a ton to get him. Um, I'm, if anything, I'm giving up kind of an older guy who is perf- is still performing well but might only have a few years of good performance left, you know, maybe less than three, probably closer to two or one years of performance left. And then I would be willing to trade that person for a Calvin Ridley. Would an Adam Thielen a third round pick be good enough for you? I, I, if I'm the Ridley manager? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe make it a second round pick, but see, Thielen is is that kind of that older veteran guy. But I don't know if he's putting up the numbers I'd want to. Excuse me, I'd want to see to be able to confidently trade for that. But you're in the ballpark. That's that's the ballpark. Yeah, I think that's the ballpark too. All right, let's get into some news. All right, we got bye weeks, bye week this week, six teams on bye, the Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Steelers, and 49ers all on bye. It's Damn. deep this week, so. Yeah, that's Saquon, Nick Chubb, Christian McCaffrey, that's that's three deep right there. Yeah, and that's just that's just running backs. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Um, so, if you got any of those players... Get them out of your starting lineup. 
Let's get some of your bench players in. Like I said, the trade deadline was Tuesday, so let's go over some of the trades that that went down. The Bears traded for wide receiver Chase Claypool. How you guys feel about that? Um, I mean, I I think it's good for George Pickens and Johnson. Kind of eliminates a target, gets mm-hmm. it more focused on them. The moves. And, and yeah, Brian mm. Muth, I, I like him a lot too. Um, I think it's good for Claypool. I don't know if he's a fantasy uh, relevant guy this year because now he's basically learning a whole new offense with and trying to build up chemistry in an offense that runs the ball a lot, anyways. But I think it's a better move for Dynasty. I think it's uh, it could definitely improve next year. He could be, try to be the number one. It gets him on the field more, definitely. I mean, whether him or Mooney is the number one. Mooney's been running out of the slot a little more recently. So maybe they were. And I thought Claypool was running out of the slot too much. I don't think he's really a slot receiver. Yeah, he's not. He's a big body guy. Running back Jeff Wilson was traded to the Dolphins from the 49ers. How you guys feel about Jeff Wilson? I love it. I mean, I think it. Mostert, super injury prone. I know he's made it throughout this season, but Jeff Wilson is now perfect insurance. I think he's going to have a role while Mostert and him are there. I wouldn't start Wilson until Mostert's injured, but if it does happen, if Mostert does get hurt, Wilson could be a top 15 back. Because there is, I mean, our next trip, you know, point of news, Broncos traded for, traded for Chase Edmonds. Edmonds gone. I mean, it's going to be a... I mean, a little Miles Gaskin. He's still on the roster, right? Yeah, it's Sal- yeah, yeah. Salvin Ahmed. Yeah, you know, there might be a little passing role, but I just, I think it might be in the Moster and Wilson show. That's not better than being behind Chris McCaffrey. Yeah, so that's, it's good. If, if Christian McCaffrey could get even better, I guess this is it, Um, you know, because he's the, I mean, there's no, yeah, he's just used all the time. Um, And yeah, it's like, there's still a running back by committee in a way, but I think there's enough there to facilitate, you know, Jeff Wilson, especially if yeah, Mostert gets hurt, but if not, then take it kind of week by week, I guess. Like Ryan said, the Broncos traded for running back chase Edmonds. Uh, Melvin Gordon. I mean, this backfield is crazy. Melvin Gordon. It just fucks up the backfield more. Even more. Yeah. Yeah. It just fucks up more. That's all it does. They said that Melvin Gordon's still going to be the starter for this week. So we know that. But it's it's crazy how they are so loyal to Melvin Gordon when Tavis Murray, to me, looks better. Like their words are saying different things than their actions. (laughs) You know, like for real. And I said for this week, I mean, they said that Gordon's going to be their starter coming out of the bye. There you go. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, the Colts and the Bills swapped backup running backs. Naheem Hines is headed to the Bills, and Zach Moss is going to the Colts. Singletary having Naheem Hines behind him. Does this make a, a difference? I think it makes a little bit of a difference, but I think it completely eliminates James Cook mm. and any fantasy value he has. Very droppable to me now. And then I think Hines. I mean, I think he'll maybe get three or four targets a game. I, I'm not sure how much uses he has. It just feels like I'm, we're a Super Bowl winning team, and we want all our bases covered. That's what yeah. it feels like to me. I'm not sure if it has great fantasy value for the Bills. 
yeah, I don't, I don't think his role changes very much. So, but I'm you know. a little bit worried about Devin Singletary's role changing with Naheem Hines coming in and getting some of those passing downs work because Singletary, while he's running good, he's really making a lot of, he's getting a lot of fantasy points through the passing game. Uh, I mean, it, it, it could. So n- there you go. Now is the time to trade Singletary. Yeah, I, I do think I heard Singletary. I still think he's the clear uh, number one in that. In that yeah, action, yeah, I though. agree. But he, I mean, him being a running back two and a running back three is those four catches that he's getting a game. And if those all, I'm obviously not all of them will disappear. But if over half of those disappear, that's that's a big hit to his fantasy production. No, I agree. Uh, for the Colts, Keone, how you feel? <sighs> It's again, I don't want to be okay. This has just been a rough season. You know, it's kind of a season like this. We're going to have to be like, this season is a wash. Um, and at least, and again, I don't like bandwagony, not bandwagony. I just kind of, you know, through it's just like the same way kind of got on the Colts. They just, they're playing well or not playing necessarily well, but there's players on that team that I'm enjoying. I'm kind of feeling the same about the Seahawks right now. <laughs> but I don't. It's time to go off that Colts yeah, he <laughs> These ain't my horses. I didn't think I didn't buy you that jersey yet. <laughs> so I, I don't want to be the person's like, oh, I'm jumping ship whenever it gets rocky, you know. But that, but then again, it's, it's rocky it's, though. It, it, it really is. It's, it's very rocky, but it's almost like off a cliff, rocky. Um, you, would you pick up Zach Moss with his Jonathan Taylor injury kind of lingering, or is this about, more like Deion Jackson? In deep leagues, I think you can pick up Zach Moss and see what it is, but I'm not starting him. I think yeah, it's, I like the way Deion Jackson played when he was when he came in that one time. It depends on if he's healthy or if he's kind of gotten back to that point. Sure, I, I would pick up Deion Jack- Jackson. Pretty quickly now with him, I think him being the second back. Because mm-hmm. if this team gets worse, it's going to be John Taylor and IR type of situation here. Yeah. Or, or, or it's like, all right, what's the point of playing him? Uh, now already getting vultured on his touchdowns. <laughs> on the plane, he's in. just gone though now. I know, I know. All right, the Lions traded for tight end. This was huge. Uh, the Lions traded TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings in division. This is huge for TJ Hawkinson, I think, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the funny thing is, I think he's almost in the same role he was with the Lions, but they're more pass-happy. Yeah, exactly. Because he's, he's the number three, I think, behind Thielen and, and, well, obviously behind Jefferson. But it's like, if he had six targets a game, I mean, mm. seem, he'll be a lot better because his offense is better. Yeah, yeah, I love this for Hawkinson. Yeah, I'll talk about it more later, um, but it's a great long-term move. Yeah. The Vikings place tight end Irv Smith Jr. on IR. He's expected to miss eight to ten weeks. So they I feel bad for him. Hawkinson. Super injury prone. I, this could be the end of his career, to be honest. He'll be a backup tight end for the rest of it, I think. He just gets hurt every fucking year. Yeah, it can only be, you know, oh, this next year so many times. What is the best of it? The best thing is ability. His availability. What is that line, Ian? You know it. The best, best ability, ability is, availability. is availability. That's what it is. Ah, there you go. You guys got it. Okay. Teamwork makes a dream work. Uh, Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen did not practice on Wednesday. 
just been a rough year for him. Uh, but the Chargers did get good news as wide receiver Joshua Palmer cleared concussion protocol. Josh Palmer, someone you can pick up and start this week against Atlanta. Absolutely. Like if Williams, well, Williams and Allen could be or will be out. Or not Allen. Williams will be out for sure. William Allen kind of out. Who knows? Palmer's ceiling is what? Could he be a top 10 receiver for this? Wide receiver too. Wide receiver too? Yeah. I mean, with he's going to be covered by the best best corner. And yeah, they're playing the Falcons, but he's locked and loaded flex play. I just don't think you draw, but I just wanted to know what you think his ceiling was. Uh, He, I mean, he is what he is. He's not the greatest wide receiver. The talent is not is not there, but he's going to have lots of opportunities on a pretty good offense. So I'll take it. Falcons running back Cordell Patterson returned to practice. His 21-day window has opened, so... Uh, Disrespectful to the Falcons, JJ. They want to be called first place in the NFC South Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Dante. Let's go. Dante. First place Falcons. Um, man, I just feel like we were finally getting some Tyler Algier, Caleb Huntley kind of maybe being able to start one of them. And Cordero Patterson is going to come back and just take all the usage away. Like, do you think he does it this week or at least do we have no, another week weeks. at least? Okay. Yeah, oh, when people get activated, they never, they barely play the first week. I'm, I don't even know if I ever even see that happen. Okay. So it, it happens, but they just, I would wait on it a week. I think, I think you're still good at least for this week for Algier and, and Huntley. I think, but, I think if Cordell Patterson is activated, I don't think you start any of them just because Cordell Patterson is going to take some snaps away. True. Versus the Chargers, though, I might start all of them. You never know. <laughs> Man, I, 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 I'm starting Kevin Huntley in the league today, bro. I don't care. It's worth it to me. All of them getting 14 touches. <laughs> Dude, they, 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 Atlanta might run on every single play. True. They really average four to six yards a carry. That'll do it for the news. Let's get into some start sick questions. You've got questions. We've got answers. So if you guys want your questions answered on the podcast, go ahead and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at FFDaydreamers. DM us there with your question. You never know. It might make the podcast. So our first question, running back for the New York Jets, Michael Carter versus the Buffalo Bills or wide receiver, tiny man himself, Rondell Moore versus the Seattle Seahawks. Man, give me the Hobbit. Give me the Hobbit. It's it's. I'm gonna have to rewatch the movies. It's it's gonna be bad. I mean, I Zach Wilson versus Buffalo. I think the Bill. I think the Jets scored zero points. Is this might be one of those games where it's over in the third quarter? And I Rondell Moore. Do I love him? No, I don't. But he has a chance in that offense to be better if he can play in the slot. Yeah. I... This is one of those questions where I suggest looking at your team and see how do you feel this week. If you're feeling like you're going to score a lot of points and you just need that baseline, then I'll probably go with Carter, averaging 9.5 fantasy points over the last four games. We know Brees Hall is done for this season, and they did bring in James Robinson, but 
I think uh, Carter's going to get quite a bit of work in this game. Yeah, they might not score, but he's going to give you that baseline. If you feel like you need an explosion of points, the higher ceiling player, that's going to be Rondell Moore. We saw him finish as a wide receiver seven last week, catching seven seven of his eight targets for 92 yards. He scored on a 38-yard touchdown. He just has those explosions. It's not something you could count on week in, week out, but if you need it, it, it works in a pinch. Um, in a vacuum, if I have to pick one, I want to say Carter, but I'm going to go with Rondell Moore. Uh, you can't play it safe in fantasy football. Got to got to go for the big hits. So uh, that's how you win. So I'm going with Rondell Moore as well. Um, ab- absolutely. In this particular matchup, you know, I'm going to go with Rondell Moore. Ideally, you might not have to play either, but between the two of them, I'm going to go Rondell Moore because Carter didn't play great against New England or he played, like JJ said, that kind of the baseline level. Um, I don't think it's going to get any better versus Buffalo, uh, which is the sixth sixth best defense versus the run. Um, he didn't have a lot of tar- or he did have a lot of targets, which is promising, um, in, especially in PPR. But I don't know if that will be enough to play him. Um yeah, like you said, Moore's coming off a great game. It likely won't happen again. Um, but the past few weeks, he's averaged 15 points per game. Um, verse, oh, I'm sorry. The Versus a defense that has tightened up, the Seahawks, I believe, have allowed or averaged 15 points per game the last three weeks, which is pretty good. Um, but Moore is that explosive guy. So go with him in this matchup or in this pairing. All right. Next question. Khalil Herbert versus Miami or Tyler Algier versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Give me a landing running backs versus the Chargers. That's yes. That is the is shortened height, like to the point version of it. Um, I talked about Algier earlier this week as a waiver wire guy who is just above that 45% um, mark. But, you know, the vulnerable chargers, I think, are the 31st defense versus the run. They're playing like Swiss cheese, just holes everywhere. Um, and- right now, I can get I can average four yards of carry versus the chargers defense. I'm just letting you know right now. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and Algier has averaged... 15.25 carries per game over the last four games. And he is slightly barely, just barely out touching Huntley. Um, they play different styles of, of, of football, but for volume and matchup alone, I take to Algier, especially since Miami, um, I guess technically fortified his defense with a pass rusher in Bradley Chubb, who might make it difficult for opposing offenses or a little bit more difficult for opposing offenses. And already the bears are not a good one. Um, I think they'll get behind early in this game. It's just based off how Miami plays. And so they're going to have to throw the ball, I think. Um, But yeah, Atlanta is going to run the entire game. I'll be contrarian. I'll go Cleo Herbert. Uh, he's a good running back, looking looking good. Uh, he's honestly looking better than David Montgomery. Today, but I agree so. with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Montgomery just takes up so much volume. He, he does, and Montgomery think get out of there way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, he's been he's been running really well, fantasy relevant the past three weeks. Been a 
top 24 running back. Um, I, I, he just looks good running, running hard, getting a lot of rushing yards. Tyler Algier, Caleb Huntley, there's going to be a lot of rushes to go around there. You guys are right. I think, I really think either of these guys are pretty good plays this week with so many teams on by. Um, but I'll just go opposite of you guys and go, uh, Khalil Herbert. All right. Last question Christian Kirk versus the Las Vegas Raiders or Terry McLaurin versus the Minnesota Vikings? Well, I have a fourth rule in life now. I've only lived by three for a long time. My fourth rule is don't bend the Jags. So uh, <laughs> um, too much wild shit happens. I'm going to go with Terry uh, with Heineke back-to-back weeks of over 16.6 fantasy points. I mean, the guy is legit. Moss, uh, Stefan Diggs last week, or no, Stefan, uh, Stefan Gilmore, um, filthy guy. I mean, Heineke just throws it to him and trusts him, and McLaurin makes it worth it. So Heineke don't care. He's going to throw the ball up. I mean, he's, he's, he's buying Jordans go. two weeks in a row, boy. Pass me a Heineke. Pass mm. me a Heineke. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going McLaurin. I just too talented. Heineke trusts him. Uh, yes. That's that's, you know, and just when we started to kind of like we started to doubt Christian Kirk, you know, he had a good game versus the Giants, um, but then came back the following week and didn't do much at all versus Denver, 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 the Broncos Um, McLaurin, though. Yeah, he is grabbing himself a Heineke. He is grabbing that whole six pack and winning games with it. You know, he back to back games with eight targets. I'm averaging 93 yards between the two games. Um, Minnesota has given up yards. They're the 26th defense or 26th ranked defense versus receivers. So I'm going to go scary Terry, even though it's after Halloween. He's just that spooky. Yeah. I mean, the Christian Kirk matchup is juicy going up against the Raiders who are a terrible secondary, but I'm going with Terry McLaurin as well. Taylor Heineke trusts him. He's going to throw him the ball and, Terry McLaurin is a good enough wide receiver to go get the ball um, against Minnesota. I figure they're going to have to score. So they're going to be passing the ball. I will take Terry McLaurin as well. And that'll do it for our start sit questions. Now on to everyone's favorite segment. Keone's got characters. So hey, yo, it's Keone's got characters. Who's he going to be this time? We'll come find out. So, this week, Keone, is there a way that Keenan Allen can put up wide receiver one numbers from week to week for the remainder of the season? And can you explain that as Christopher Walken? So, if you guys haven't seen any of these other KGCs, go ahead and head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash daydreamermedia. And you guys can see all of these great Keone's Got Characters videos, which are are out now for the low, low price of whatever our lowest tier is. Um, So, Ryan, you want to talk a little bit more about basketball? Don't got to tell me twice. So this is the Fantasy Daydreamers presenting basketball, and we're lit. So... 
King's lost, like I said, buzzer beater. Filthy. All right, that's time. That's time. All right, Keone. Is there a way Keenan Allen could put up wide receiver one numbers from week to week for the remainder of the season? Well, there is a chance. You know, if he plays a hundred yard if he gets a hundred yards a game and averages a touchdown, then obviously, but I don't I, let's look at the numbers with, with Keenan Allen. He's he's a big guy, six six foot two, two hundred eleven pounds, and is a, a target monster for for this team. But it matters that he is healthy. He is fit as a fiddle. And the past three years, 2019, 2020, and 2021. He has averaged 27 more catches versus the number two receiving option on the team. He's averaged just 9.875 targets per game. And in that span, and in each of the past three seasons, he has over 60, got him 60 first downs. Obviously, that is not going to be the case necessarily because he's missed half the season. But if he could come back as healthy from this bye, which who knows at this point, I, uh, it's like he's been hitting the leg with a tire iron and just constantly every single week. The Falcons, though, they are, whew, they are a bad team. And they might be a great test and get his confidence up to see if he can play like he did before. They have allowed the most fantasy points, receptions, and yards to receivers this season, ranking a whopping 32 out of 32 teams. Mike Williams will be gone. So that allows for an opportunity for Allen to be a key part and get his motor running. But it depends on the play calling because he needs those big plays. It's just been inexcusable this season, that play calling. They have games throughout the rest of the season where he can do very well and get a high snap count. And I'll let you know this little fun fact straight from the mouth of the walk-in. When he gets at least... 30 routes in a game. He has at least 16 fantasy points, which might be a low wide receiver one, but probably more like wide receiver two. So if he, he has to put up 20 plus points per game to get that, but he faces Arizona, Las Vegas, Tennessee, Indianapolis and Denver. You know, so those are possibilities for him. It might not be every single week, but those games are possibilities to edge into that wide receiver one numbers. But mostly, if he's healthy, I think he's a wide receiver two for fantasy. The walk-in has spoken. All right. Are you sure you're not Adam Sandler in the Hotel Transylvania? Because that was pretty close. 
That was pretty Let close. me tell you, that Adam Sandler fellow, he does a Christopher Walken impression. And so let's get those, that thing straight. Let me tell you, he likes my dance moves. All right. That'll do it for today's Keone's Guide characters. So let's move into our last segment, No Flex Zone. Hey. No Flex Zone. Hey. No Flex Zone. They know hey. better. Hey. All right. Like we talked about, six teams on by this week. So there's a lot of guys you're missing. Going to need to plug in some players at that flex spot that you might not want to. But we're going to give you a couple players here that you're not going to want to flex. You're going to want to stay away from who you guys got. It's going to break my heart because I called him a my guy earlier this well in the offseason. It's going to be Brandon Cooks uh, going against the Eagles on Thursday night. I mean, the production's not there. Hasn't had over 100 yard or hasn't had a 100 yard, 100 yard game this season. Only one touchdown in five of the seven games, he's gotten four or less receptions. Going against the Eagles team, that's top 10 in receptions allowed, yards allowed, um, passing yards allowed, sorry, least allowed, and least allowed fancy points. I mean, it's just not a good look for him. Plus, he doesn't want to be there. I'm not sure if you saw the tweet, but check out his Twitter where he was saying that he's done covering the lies and you can't mess with my playing career. And then he didn't practice today. And so I'm sure I'm sure he's probably going to play, you know, but I just can't play him. He doesn't want to be there. He thought he was supposed to get traded. And this Eagles secondary is, is just nasty. It blanked George Pickens last week, and I think Dusty John, uh, Johnson can barely get anything going either, and at least those guys like where they're at. So uh, I'm staying away from Cooks. Dang. We tried to pull a Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, let me find the tweet for you. But you guys go. Yeah. This tweet's wild. Um, my guy is for the no-flex zone is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He is facing the eighth best defense in the league versus running backs in the Tennessee Titans who have not allowed a 100 or 100 rushing yards in a game since week one. They also haven't allowed a touchdown to the running back since week one, which at this point feels like forever ago. It's a completely different, you know, season at this point. Um, Clyde is a big name guy who is probably on your team and probably on your bench, but because of the bye weeks, you might be thinking about playing him. Don't do not do that unless you're absolutely forced to, but you should try to make moves to not do that, whether it's the waiver wire or trades, but he has put up big performances this year, but as of late, he's finished as the RB 46, 46 and 34. It's been a precipitous fall um, from earlier in the season and he has had 12 or fewer touches in six of the seven games they've played and has not had a reception in the past two games. I'm saying avoid him in this matchup and in this week. Do you guys buy into the Isaiah Pacheco being named the starter? Did they really? like? They did that before the last. He was technically the starter in the last game. Do I buy it? Yeah, he could be the starter. I do think that 
It's a, it's, I mean, running back by committee. I don't know. I, I don't think he's going to take a ton of touches away, but he might play first. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. He'll, he might be the technically the first guy to get the, get a touch, but yeah. All right, just going back to the Brandon Cook's tweet, our producer even found it. Don't take a man's kindness for granted. Covered for the lies for too long. Those days are done. Cross the line playing with my career. Listen, that guy thought he was getting traded, and now he realized, fuck, I'm in Houston for another year. He is stuck. Yeah. So he, just don't play him. It's not worth it. Yep. Uh, my no flex zone player is going to be Chase Claypool. There's going to be some hype around Claypool going to a new team. Going to be the outside receiver there in Chicago. Going to actually see the field a lot more. Going to be able to get some passes in. He's not going to be stuck behind Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth, and all those guys there. But this offense is not really explosive when Fields is looking good. It's when he's back there running, scrambling around. Uh, so with limited time to learn this offense, I don't think Chase Claypool is a great play this week. We've seen him be a wide receiver 44 or worse every week, but two this season, I don't know what the bears were thinking, going, trading away their best defensive player and then going and getting a wide receiver. I guess they were just trying to keep a wide receiver away from the Packers. I do think this is a good move for Claypool in the long run. And probably an okay move for the Bears in the long run. Uh, he can play outside, move Mooney into the slot. But for this week against the Dolphins, I'm not playing Chase Claypool, staying away. Um, Michael Pittman Jr. Let's, I know this is going to hurt. But back-to-back weeks under 60 yards receiving. Hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. They're going to New England. With Sam Ellinger, listen, rookie quarterbacks, we all know Bill Belichick kills them. Jonathan Taylor might put and might not play because he has a hurt ankle. So really the best players would be Michael Pittman. And we know Michael Pittman's basically gonna get, you know, taken away. And when you think about it, this could be a very I think there's a chance that Frank Wright gets fired after this game. That's the type of game we're gonna see here where it's it could be a forty to ten type of blowout. I mean, you don't fire your offensive coordinator during the season. Not during not 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 a bye week. They had a bye week a couple of weeks, so you could have fired them. You said, "Nope, we lost to the Commanders, who I just talked shit about." This is Jim say, and we fired them, <laughs> and now we just lost to the team that we hate. I mean, there's just a chance where this could be a blowout game, and we see the destruction of the Colts. And I don't like it for Michael Pittman. I'll stay away. I know he's probably a wide receiver too and a better flex play, but I, I can't do it. it. Um, might be seeing me do that. Uh, that Homer Simpson meme where he goes into the bushes, <laughs> <laughs> comes back out as a Seahawks fan. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go with a similar kind of play or guy to JJ's kind of thinking, I'm going to go with TJ Hawkinson. Now, obviously the tight end fits a different role than a wide receiver might on an offense, but it's still the first week of him being on a new team. And like, it's, he, he's not going to know the, like the system yet. That's the thing. It's going to take some time, even if it's just a week, 
that's fine. And like even guys like McCaffrey, like his first week compared to his second week, as like night and day. You know, so it's still going to take a little time. And I really like TJ Hawkinson. He's a former, you know, one of the initial like starter of Mr. Consistency. And this was a good move for him. Like this is the right move for his for his future. And Minnesota, who I think wants to kind of validate, you know, their six and one record, because to a certain extent, it doesn't feel like a joke, but it's definitely kind of like, all right, you're six and one. But you know, there's not necessarily an asterisk, but it's kind of like, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's doesn't seem earned yet in a way. Um, but their offense can be dynamic and he's going to play with, with Irv Smith injured. However, I think it's, I think in this game in particular, it'll be either a limited, um, limited capacity, either a snap count, or he'll act as a decoy. Hmm. Um, most likely. Um, they're also facing the number one defense versus the tight end in the Washington commanders who have allowed only one touchdown to a tight end this season. And that was versus the seven and O Eagles, um, which are, you know, I mean, there's obviously discord, but they probably pretty deserving of their record. Um, they also have no game with more than five receptions to a tight end and have allowed an average of 15.4 yards to tight ends over the last five games in each of like, that's just wild. Um, so I would say wait and see on Hawkinson, but don't expect much from this game, but moving forward, he's probably a play every week kind of guy. All right. My player is going to be Deontay Foreman running back for the Carolina Panthers. Now he's looked good. He's ran hard. But going against Cincinnati, who just got embarrassed by the Browns, I think Cincinnati's going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder. They play pretty well against the running back position, and besides Nick Chubb, who may be the best running back, pure running back in the NFL right now. Um, I think Chubba Hubbard gets back in there, gets some plays. So you're not going to see Deontay Foreman get 26 touches this week. He's also rushed for 118 yards the past two games individually. I don't think you see 118 yards out of him, and I don't think you see three touchdowns out of him. Um, he just had some explosion games. He's looking good, and you might not be able to actually sit him because of all the buys. You might have to start him, but if I can avoid starting him, I am avoiding starting Deontay Foreman. All right, that'll do it for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind... Go ahead and tell your friends about the fantasy daydreamers because we're helping you guys win fantasy championships and we're having fun while we do it. Like, follow, subscribe wherever you guys are listening to this right now. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at FF Daydreamers. Head over to our website, fantasydaydreamers.com. You guys can get all of our content articles coming out. You guys want to read more stuff. Producer Ian's coming out with stuff. Aaron, uh, intern Aaron. So if you don't like our voices or what we have to say, sorry, Keone, I know you're writing stuff too, but maybe they don't like you. Producer and intern Aaron are, are putting out articles too, uh, just to hear different voices. Um, and then we're live on Twitch, Mondays and Wednesday nights, twitch.com slash daydreamer media. So go ahead and uh, come join the party over there. 
anything else. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.